and white and we're looking good He'll be in for a fight and we fight pretty good Getting goals is our job and we get goals good Looking good, we are Carlisle United Carlisle United, the team that's on the ball Hello everyone and welcome to this special episode of the Brunson Bugle. Now normally, these behind enemy line things, we just drop them into the main episode, don't we? Just have them as a little bit we add into the uh, to the preview section of the show. But it's not any normal week, is it? We're going to Wembley. We're, we're all going to Wembley. Uh, while making the journey down the, the M6, the M1, I don't know how you do it. To be honest. I'm going on this train, I don't really care. Um, so, so yeah, what we're doing instead, we're going to have this as a little standalone episode where we have a chat with an opposition fan and find out how uh, how things are going for them. I mean, obviously going very well, like us, obviously. So um, so this week, we're speaking to Russ from the Scarf Bagara War podcast uh, for the, I think, the third time this season. So, mm. I mean, Russ, we only spoke, what? Maybe a month ago or so, didn't we? But it, it's been a, a bit of a, a roller coaster few weeks for both teams, hasn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, we've gone from not quite reaching the automatics to ploughing our way, sort of stumbling our way through the playoffs. It has to be said, yeah, through uh, through Salford. So yeah, it's been interesting. Yeah, Salford an interesting one, aren't they? Because they kind of they just sort of really found their form at the right time, and they look like the team that were going to be really difficult to stop for whoever. And, you know, on the last day, they they messed up against uh, Gillingham, and if they'd got a result, we would have been down probably playing against you guys, or maybe playing against them. So it's it's kind of that last day of the season. I think worked out quite well for both teams in the end, really. And, and, and you know, when you look at the final, it's fourth versus fifth, isn't it? So it seems quite appropriate, doesn't it, in terms of the the final setup? Yeah, I think it's fourth versus fifth in League One as well. I'm not sure about it the is, championship. Yeah. Um, I think but... Borough were one of the one of the top ones there, weren't they? So yeah, think, they yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah, they've missed out. Yeah. yeah, no, I think I think it's fair um, from what I've seen this season as well. I'm, I'm surprised Mansfield didn't sneak in ahead of Salford. To be honest, I thought I thought overall from what I've seen, Mansfield have been the better team, but Salford snuck in and, and we we I say we stumbled past them. Um, we, we 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 deserved the win in the end, I think, over the two legs. Uh, but there were play, there were times when we didn't play very well, and mm. um, I'm just glad we I'm just glad we beat them. In the end, because at one point with eight minutes to go in extra time on the second leg, it didn't look like it. Um, but I'm so glad we beat them because they're just they're just a club that we don't really have much time for, and that's putting it politely. Yeah, it's kind of weird because you don't really sort of hate their fan base. It's just like they're just an annoyance, aren't they? It's like you've not built any sort of fan base up, despite the fact you've all those money put behind you. And you're actually quite a big city. Yeah, it is a city, isn't it, Salford? Uh, yeah. But you know, it, it just hasn't organically gained anything has it so it's kind of like yeah like you said they're missing out is not really a shame for anyone and you're right about Mansfield I mean like they battered us 4-0 at home this mm-hmm. season and they were 4-0 up at half time they took the foot off the gas second half and we were just shell-shocked and they they were excellent that night and I, I thought they could end up shooting right up into the top three potentially because they had all those games in hand but like I said they, they just completely faltered towards the end of the season so yeah they missed out right um Let's go back a few years. I want to give our fans who may not realise what's happened to Stockport over the last decade a very brief history. And I'll try and keep, we'll try and keep it brief, won't we? So you guys last got to Wembley back in two thousand eight when you beat Rochdale three two in the League Two playoff final to win promotion mm-hmm. to League One. 
But from that point onwards, it was pretty much a downhill for the next nine seasons, wasn't it? You dropped down as far as National League North. And this this is the bit that blew my mind when I was looking this up. You spent six seasons at that level. I thought mm. it was maybe two or three, but six seasons. I mean, oh, wow. I mean, like, uh, in a moment, you can tell me some of the teams you play at that level because I, I imagine it's quite terrifying when you think back about it. Um, but obviously, since then, you've had a remarkable turnaround. You had a takeover of the club and now you find yourselves on the verge of a potential return to the third tier after 15 years. So give us a sort of very brief overview, if you can, of, of what went wrong back then and how the recovery and surge came about. Oh, what went wrong? Um, I mean, we've done a 13-hour Dark Days mm-hmm. podcast series on it. probably mentioned that before. If anyone yeah. wants to go and uh, listen to that, um, feel free. Um, some of the stuff, I mean, we just mismanagement. We um, we we had owners in place that were just not not with the best interests of the club at heart. Uh, we had, we were overtaken by the fans group, which I was part of. You know, I've stood outside of the park being called a trouble causer because I wanted the <laughs> current owners out. Um, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, the, 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 we took over as a fans organisation. That didn't go down. Well, it didn't work very well because, you know, who knows? Who knew fans can't really run businesses and run football clubs? Mm. Um, then we were nearly taken over by um, a, 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 a what can only be described as a Liverpoolian gangster. Uh, we, we sort of sidestepped that. And we had owners, the, the, the final ones before the good ones came in, we had these, these owners wanted us to replicate the Salisbury City model, um, which they were in National League South at the time, I think. So it was really bad. Um, and what we did, we had to clear the decks. Fans groups got together, all our groups got together, clear the decks. Um, and then luckily in 2015, two volunteers came back into the club, really got a grip of it and clear, helped us even further clear the decks, got the, got the club onto a sound footing. In Division Six, we managed to get ourselves promotion out of Division Six just through being a big club for that division, mm-hmm. um, and we won it fair and square. Um, and then that paved the way for our our now owner Mark Stott to come in and, and really turbo boost it. So, yeah, rubbish time. We we you know we played Vauxhall Motors and Colwyn Bay, wow. FC United. Um, yeah. Remember, did we get beat by Lancaster City once in a cup? I seem to remember. Would you, oh, would you have played North Ferriby around about that time as well, I guess? Yeah, well, it's interesting. North Ferriby had a bit of money behind them. Mm. Um, so they they, regu- they beat us on the regular. I remember they, them beating us at home. Um, yeah, getting beat at home by Rush All Olympic in the FA Cup. <sighs> yeah, that, that's that's so. a low, isn't it? Things like that. That's a moment <laughs> where you're like, God, this isn't good. I remember winning the National League. Well, what was the conference when we went down there? Yeah. Playing away at Tamworth and we lost 1-0. Um, Andy Priest used to play for you guys, so I imagine that. Oh, he's a he's a yeah. he's a hero. He's a legend. Yeah, he's, he's quite a hero for us. Well, even though he had a, what, only just over a season with us, basically, but he was such a good yeah. Right at the end of his career, great guy. He got racially abused by the Tamworth fans and tried to get in the crowd to to get one of them. We lost one nil. Matt Redmile scored the winner for them. You know, where well, he was like, like the size of a pub bouncer, mm-hmm. um, and it was kind of like at that point, you're like, oh, how far can we actually drop <laughs> from this? Thankfully, we sorted ourselves out and got out of it. But you know, that's just the way, isn't it? So last season, you were promoted as champions at the National League. How good a yep. feeling was it being an EFL club again? And how have you found the test at this level? Because a lot of, you hear a lot of people say, oh, there's not much difference between League 2 and the National League. But I, I tend to find that fans of clubs, when they come up, get a bit of a surprise. I'm like, okay, this actually is a bit tougher than people make it out to be. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. We there was we had the sections of our fans that said that, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll mm. double bounce and all that kind of thing. It's been really, really tough. Um, the The... the, the the, the the jump in standard has, has surprised us, uh, and in, and in League Two you don't get any fodder. 
Uh, whereas in the National League, probably the bottom, I don't know, six teams, seven teams, yeah. they're they're easily beatable. I would say if you're a, if you're a if you're a professional football club, um, and you know what you're doing. Um, so yeah, we found it difficult. We we had new players as well, so they had to bed in. So it did take us a while, um, which is even more remarkable when you think where we finished in fourth place that we had mm. such a poor start. Um, and there was a lot of games as well towards the end of the season where teams came and actively parked the bus. Uh, Bradford, Doncaster, <laughs> Gillingham got away with a got, you know quite quite you know quite rightly earned their point. Um, but we could have easily have won them. I think we hit the post on, on occasion, and we you know we had the lion's share of the possession. So um, yeah, really tough step up was, has been has been a, a surprise, and then just getting them players to those new players to bed in who. You know, they were definitely upgrades on what we had. It does seem like you've enjoyed yourselves there, back being back at this level, because like, we were talking about this, I think, on your pod, room, the fact that there's, after our game against you guys, the 2-2 draw the other, the other week, I was seeing some posts from your, some of your fans saying, this is what we got back into the league, to be able to be involved in games like this. Decent crowd, Tuesday night, under the lights, proper good game of football, both sets of fans getting behind the team. That That's what you want, and you know that, that's the feeling you've been missing, I suppose, for years, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I said it regularly on this po- on, oh, sorry, on our podcast, mm. uh, which we started in 2015. Um, ironically, the day after we got beat 6-1 by Wrexham <laughs> in the FA Trophy. I don't know why we started a podcast the day after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, must be mad. But yeah, I've been saying for years, I'd give my right arm to play Rochdale, to play Oldham, to play Carlisle. Um, and now we're here. It was just such, it was such a, a great feeling to win the National League and such a relief for me personally, it was more relief. And now we're in the Football League. I'm not saying I don't want to go up on Sunday. Of course I do. Yeah. But there's definitely, with where we are and you know we're back in the league, there's definitely a lot more fans that are more relaxed about it because we have got a good owner now. He wants to get us to the championship. He wants to expand the ground. We've got plans. Um, if we don't go up this season, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely invest in the squad and look to make top three next season. So, yeah, I want to go there and win on, on Sunday. But... I think a bit like yourselves, it's not it's not the be all and end all. It's not the end of the world if we don't. Yeah, I think, although I think there's always that lingering thing at the back of your mind, isn't it, that Wrexham are coming up this summer, aren't they? And you just oh, know they're going to yeah. throw a shed load of money at it, aren't they, to, to get themselves out of this division in the first attempt. So that's always sort of lingering in the back of our minds. Um, your manager, Dave Challoner, obviously you took him from Hartlepool last season, I think it was. Um, he's done a great job. I, I, to be fair, you know, People can go on about the resources you have, but actually he seems to have done, just done a really good job in terms of the players he's brought in and how he's used them. Um, I'm guessing you guys are very happy with the job he's done and even if you guys don't go up, he'll, he'll still be the man in charge next season? Yeah, absolutely. Cock a hoot with what he's done and people talk about the resources, but the team that he inherited, um, he didn't have to change it much hmm. uh, to, to win the league. He, As soon as he came in, within four or five days of training, we, his first game was the Bolton game away in the FA Cup, um, yeah. and we drew that two-two. Whereas before that, we'd lost to Barnet at home. So um, he's a really good manager. He's earned his stripes as well. You know, he's he's won promotions at Fylde, at Colwyn Bay, yeah. Hartlepool. So he he knows his stuff. And um, we, we certainly, I think, um, if if we do charge on towards the championship, which is the long term plan, if he stays with us and he learns along the way, then. Um, I think he will. I think he could manage in the championship, and then who knows? From that point, you never know what happens from that point. So, um, who are the players for us to watch in your squad? I mean, 
we were talking on yours, and I was saying that for me, when I look at your squad, Kyle Wooten feels a big miss for you guys because he was excellent against us at Edgley Park, and he, you know, you guys were saying, weren't you, how important he was the way you play this season? But looking through it, Horsefall at the back seems a big one, and Collar in midfield as well, another one, and obviously for us, Paddy Madden's always lingering there and attacking in, in the back of our minds. Yeah, you've named you've named some good ones there. Um, there's quite a lot to be fair. I mean, we, you know, we love them all as, as probably you do with your with your squad that's got you to the playoff final. Um, I've got to do a special mention for Ben Hinchliffe, mm. our keeper. Ben, it's got to be pronounced correctly. Ben Hinchliffe. It's not Cliff, as ah. as the commentators say, which does annoy us all. Former yeah. low driver, isn't he? Yeah, and, and that's what I wanted to pick up on. So he was part time when he came to was in National League North lorry driver. I remember, I remember him. He couldn't play one Saturday because he was working. So yeah, yeah <laughs> and we isn't it? yeah we had to bring our subkeeper in. Um, he stepped up with us and he's uh, took a professional contract and he's on the verge of uh, being a League One player with us. Um, and he is he's already a club legend. He's already kept the most clean sheets as a goalkeeper for us in our history. Um, and he he will go down in folklore. He's probably people are now starting saying is he our best player ever for what he's done for the wow. club. Um, oh, that's quite incredible. That, that. Yeah, so he's. Uh, and he's 35, I think, 34, mm. 35. So. I mean, the thing I noticed watching your, when I've seen your games on TV, like, he's got bloody big arms on him, hasn't he? You can tell yeah. he was a lawyer driver, <laughs> you know, lugging things around and stuff, because he's a big, big, strong lad. So, you know, it's probably, you need to be a goalkeeper sometimes, I guess, but there you go. Um, what, talk about Wembley then, and sort of looking ahead to it. Um, before I ask you in terms of, you know, what, what your fans are feeling right now about this game, have you got any positive memories of, of going to Wembley with, with Stockport in the past? I mean, your podcast is named after a manager who got your success there, wasn't he, I think, if I remember rightly? Yeah, so, um, no, 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 he didn't get us a success, success oh. there. No, right, so, okay. I thought he took you to Wembley. Ah. He, did, he did take us to Wembley. So he took us to Wembley four times, but we lost all four. <laughs> right, sorry. So, much. yeah, um, but f- fun yeah. fact, he was the first foreign manager to ever lead an English domestic team out at Wembley. Oh, wow. In 1993. Um, so we lost, that. yeah, so in, in League One, is, or Tier 3, I guess it is, um, he led us to two playoff finals and two... Um, to uh, football league trophy finals, mm. uh, we lost all four. But yeah, he's. I mean, he's a hero, Danny Bagara. Uh, we've got, we've just unveiled a statue uh, at the back oh, of the yeah. Cheetah End of him. Um, so that's what our podcast is named after, and he will always be, he will always be fondly remembered. And we and there's a stand after him as well, the Danny Bagara stand. Um, so yeah, we lost four times. So, but but you know that it just goes to show. Be, you've got what you've got to think is before that we were always at the bottom of division four mm. um, applying for re-election so it was only in the late 80s when Danny Bagara came in that he started you know we started to actually win something um, yeah. so we won promotion from division four to division three and then he took us to four Wembley finals and we were like who is this guy <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean so so yeah absolutely love him yeah um Right, uh, before I ask you about the whole build-up into your fans, just a quick one in terms of the, obviously the squads. Um, first up, there's li- there's quite a few links in each squad, isn't there? I was just looking for mm. this before. So to you guys, in terms of your squad, links to us. Paddy Madden in attack, we mentioned already. Jack Stretton, who seems to be finding his feet, finding with you guys yeah. now he's, since he's uh, moved to you permanently. Uh, and on the bench, Clint Hill, your assistant, isn't he? He was the yeah. finishes playing career of us. Brilliant in his last season was he? Just, he was like a Rolls Royce of a player, just stroll through games. And obviously, there's a link in terms of uh, our manager's son being uh, yes. your head of performance, Jake Simpson. That's a unusual one. And then obviously, on the Carlisle side, you have got Paul Simpson himself, your former manager, Paul Huntington, and of course Christian Dennis. Who, I remember we interviewed him. He tells me he still lives about 
800 yards from your ground, apparently. Oh, right. So, so he's so it's an interesting <laughs> one for him. He said he, he's very much looking forward to it. He's the kind of man who loves scoring against his former clubs. Um, but there's a lot of links there, isn't there? Yeah, and uh, yeah, there is. There's, there's there's a lot, and obviously, we'll I'm sure we'll come on Ben Barkley as well. But yeah, yeah there's loads, and the the the, the Jake Simpson one's an, an interesting one as well because he actually played for us as well under mm. Simpson. Oh, um, yeah. And I remember, I remember it. I used to, everyone was going, "Oh, it's just nepotism," and it's. It, it, I don't think it was. I, he was. He's a really good player. He was full of running. You know, mm. had, had a had a big engine on him. Probably not the best player in the world, but you know. Um, we were in a sticky situation at the time, and I still maintain. I said it on our, you know, your, you know, when I joined you last time. I still maintain if Simpson had been in charge for the full season, we wouldn't have got relegated from the football league that season. But there you go. But yeah, loads of loads of connections. Um, I think Ben Barkley is probably the one of, of you know, the biggest talking point. Certainly from our perspective, we're so glad we signed the deal that he couldn't play against us now. Because um, I, I think when he signed, when we let him go, because we let him go to Yeovil last season, mm. um, there's definitely a feeling of, well, okay, I mean, no disrespect to Carlisle, we thought you were going to be bottom half. Um, yeah, I as, think a lot of people as, did, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. So we didn't expect this, but we're glad that we have signed the deal so he can't play against us because he is a good player. Um, and it's Peak County that we let players go on loan to other clubs and they end up coming... And, and doing doing us over. Christian Dennis did that. We let him go to Macclesfield um, on loan, full season loan, even though he was our best striker because we were short on money and he ended up scoring for them and taking them up that yeah. that, that season. So, yeah. Just well, stuff like that, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. We, we, with Ben's an interesting one, isn't he? Because obviously we took him on loan and then there was a kind of feeling like uh, some of our fans scoffed like, why are we taking a player on loan from a club in our division? But I, I think... A lot of the fans also took the view of, well, actually, Stockport have got a very, you know, a lot of resources behind them. So actually, if he's surplus requirements, that doesn't mean he's a bad player. It might just be a case if they just want to shift a chunk of his wage off the bill at the very least so they can get someone else in. And there is kind of a feeling where our fans are like, blimey, you know, that they must have some good defenders at Stockport because he's done really well for us when he's been fit. That's the big issue. Had a great game in the semi-final, to be fair, in him. Um is there a little? I suppose there is, is there a little bit of sadness there. I guess it was, you guys probably not because you know you don't want him to to you know spoil your day potentially. The fact that he can't play in this game. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> no, it's gonna it's gonna be a no. And it, the, I'll tell I'll tell you the reason why it's a no is because we've never hardly seen him play for us. We, we yeah. signed him. We signed him. Um, he played a bit, and then I think he scored a goal. I thought he looked all right. He was he was in a defence at the time that was still trying to work itself out. Uh, we had Will Fish from United, Man United. You know, I think he's playing for Hibs yeah. now, and it, it was all a bit clunky. Uh, so I felt I felt sorry for him in that in that sort of situation. Then he went off to Yeovil. Now he's gone off to Carlisle. So there, there's really no sort of connection with him there. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, I kind of get a weird one. <laughs> I kind of get the feeling with him that he's probably going to end up joining us in the summer if whatever happens. To be honest, it's one of those ones where you guys will probably pay up a good chunk of his contract and we'll take him on from there I guess that that, that wouldn't surprise me whether yeah. you guys go up or we go up I, 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 can't, I can't imagine you guys are going to have a place for him next season to be honest but that's just thinking ahead possibly on that one yeah. yeah and I think I think you're right I think I think you're spot on there I mean if we go up there's definitely not a place for him if we stay yeah. down we've probably already got better in the squad so yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the um so yeah just to finish up before we do predictions I don't, how much excitement is there around stop off this game because we again we discussed on on your pod the fact that it's frustrating for both sets of fans, the kickoff time and the day, really, being on a Sunday and half one. 
it's a little bit easier for you guys because there are trains to go down, but by all accounts, they all were fully booked up in, in pretty yeah. much no time. Yeah. It, it's kind of thing like if this could have been last Saturday at three o'clock and our season had ended a bit earlier, it would have worked so much better for all sets of fans. But there must still be quite a level of excitement that you potentially got your first trip to Wembley in what, 15 years? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mega excitement. Everyone's just like, it's all over the socials. It's just, yeah. Mm. We were, we were really, really enjoying ourselves on our own podcast this week, talking about it. Um, just loads of excitement. Our tickets didn't go on sale until, what were we on today? Thursday, Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah. Tuesday. And I think we sold um, something like 10,000 in the first mm. day or something. So, so yeah, real excitement. Um, it, has, it has put a bit, of damp, a bit of a dampener on it, being, like you say, half one on a Sunday. Um, I mean, there is there is talk that, a lot of the day trippers from the two Manchester clubs that would that would have maybe swelled it slightly. Yeah. Um, they're not going to bother because they've got a Wembley trip the following weekend yeah. themselves. So, um, yeah. And then the trains and we talked about the coaches on our yeah, on, on the podcast. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows you can't just pull coaches out of a garage. Yeah. They're all just sat there waiting for, for teams to play in a playoff yeah. final. Yeah. Um, I think they're doing the best they can. Um the prices again, um, not as bad as what I'm hearing from Carlisle in terms of yeah. 100 quid, but 60 quid return, which I don't think that's bad. Um, I think that's, that's the short notice. I think if that's not too bad, to be fair. Yeah, um, and you've got you've got people working out how much profit coach companies are making on this. <laughs> it's like just leave it out. Come on. Um, so yeah, no. All in all, real buzz, real excitement. Go around Stockport. You, you hardly ever see it unless unless something's big is happening at county and there's there's county flags outside you know out of wind, flying out of windows and things so really good to see we just we're just glad we're back and we're yeah. playing in these types of games and it's yeah. it's just yeah it's so uh, it's so good to be just to be playing Carlisle in a playoff final believe me it's the kind of feeling we've got as well because like you said because from where we were 15 months ago to, to where, be where we are now there's a there's a buzz back and the fact you know Simpsons tied down for three years and I'm sure you know whatever happens in this summer I won't be surprised if they look to extend that again to to make it back to three years again just to make sure he's tied down but it, he seems very happy so it's, it's a great feeling around the club Russ thanks so much for your time you've been very generous with it um let's finish it up there let's have a prediction I have a funny feeling I don't know what your prediction is going to be for this <laughs> one because anyone who doesn't predict their team to win in a player final has got something wrong with them but gone. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I'm going to predict that we win. Um, I think, I think, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I think we're going to win. I think we're going to win two one, and only because we've got players coming back. Wooten, I think, is the only sideline player. Yeah. Uh, Collar's back. Paddy Madden's back. Yeah. Sars came on. Sarsovic came on uh, mm-hmm. against Salford. As soon as he brought Collar and Sarsovic on, it was a completely different game, and Salford couldn't yeah. handle us. So, yeah, I'm going for two one for those reasons. Well. Russ, I hope you enjoy your weekend, except for the 90 minutes of football, or 120, or whatever, however long it is. But um, yeah, I hope you enjoy your weekend, and whatever happens, um, all the best for, for next season, whichever whichever division you may be in. And you too, mate. Cheers. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll be back with a, another episode on Saturday morning, where Dan, Lee, and Mike will be previewing the... Oh, did I say Lee? It's me. Dan, me, and Mike are going to be... It's uh, weird to talk myself in the third person there. Dan, Lee, and I... Oh, I got it wrong now. Right. Dan, Mike, and I will be previewing the big game. I'm so giddy and excited about it. So uh, thanks everyone for listening and up the blues. Up the blues.